Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Five o'clock hours here. Silver 7's, you heard it. Cofield, Adam Hill. Brad Powers comes out on Thursdays, and it's always been a really good spot. But I think it's going to be even more intense this year. We go fast. We're not messing around. And then you hear him, and it's not going to be the case a lot moving forward, but we talked to Brad, a college football better, all throughout the season. Check that. All throughout the offseason. And he told us, like, he had, like, 200 bets down. And then you hear him there, his recollection on numbers and what he's got. And I'm sure people are like, you bet both sides. What's that? Like, he just explained it to you. He got the opening number in, in some games – you know, plus six and a half, and then he's coming back laying two and a half. He's got, he's got middles all over the place. That's because way back when, when the numbers first came out, and those are the times, Adam, and I know you like to defend the bookmakers, and I do as well. I mean, they have a hard job. But there are soft spots in there when people come out with initial numbers because I'm not saying it's a guessing game, but in a way it is a little bit of a guessing game when you release numbers four months before the season. You're releasing numbers when you don't know who's on teams. You don't know who starting quarterbacks are. Like, yeah, it's tough to do. And, and, the, and, and the portal era is the craziest ever now in terms give, of trying to get all the information. Sure, and I think you give them you credit for doing it. Like, if I was running a book, I don't think I would. You just don't put them up. Put them up week of the game. Uh, but they're willing to expose themselves. And, by the way, it, it's a two-way street because – uh, not to go too far into the weeds on it, but they're setting numbers and putting them out there for guys like Brad who are sharp to set the numbers for them where they say, okay, we're going to throw this number up. What are you going to do? And if everyone's on the same side, they're like, okay, number's too high. Let's go. Let's move it down a little bit. And they use that to kind of set the, set the numbers a little bit. I, I know of one book in particular where they have a guy in a certain sport who is unbelievable, who's a regular better there. Yeah, player. And some people say, why do you let him keep betting? And, and, and their response is, are you kidding? To know what the what the right side is of, a, of an event is invaluable to us. We'll let him bet whatever he wants, and then we'll take all the money from anybody else they want on the other side, and we'll win off that. that that's great knowledge to have. Oklahoma State is starting to take over against Central Michigan. Central Michigan got off to a good start. It's now 23-7, though. That one has still 11 minutes left in the first half. Tennessee's blowing out Ball State. Not a shocker there. They're laying a big number. It's 24 nothing. nine minutes left in the half, and then the backyard brawl, West Virginia pit right now is West Virginia early in the second quarter, up 7-3 to three on the Panthers. Big Five time. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. All right, one of the great stories in all of sports right now, I mean, I already thought it was great, the fact that Serena Williams keeps playing, but, you know, she mentioned – Retirement. I think they had it all ready to go at the beginning of the week, and now she's pulled a couple of upsets here. And you were saying because of the money coming in, she's actually sort of acquired semi-favorite status in this tournament as she approaches 41 years old. Yeah, I think she's 50 to one now. She's one of the top four or five choices. So yeah, uh, quite quite a movement, and uh, people are starting to see that she's playing well now. Honestly, I've watched the first couple of matches and said, all right, she's not winning. Um, but I think the, the story is building to the point where people want to be a part of it. They want to not only watch it and experience it and, and be able to cheer for her, but also to have some financial interest in it. Celebrity, attendance, Flushing Meadows, Tiger Woods was there. I know you mentioned Lindsey Vaughn. His ex was there. Who else did you see? Uh, 
the Hadid girls were there, as they are at any cool trending event. Who are sure. they? What? Uh, basically just rich girl models. Okay. Essentially. What is it, Gigi and Bella? Sure. Is that right? Yes. Oh, I got it. <laughs> good, good work. I really don't know who they are, but I've seen the first names. Uh, they were there. Like, every newscaster was there, which is a weird one because they're all in New York. And so they, it just made me laugh because there's a site that has tracked all of the different celebrities that are there. And, and every one of them, I see, oh, that's the anchor from CNN. There's the anchor from Fox. There's the anchor uh, Billie from Bloomberg. Billie Jean King hanging out with Gail King. And they're not sisters. No. I don't think so. Gail King goes out to the event, like, rocking some pretty be, solid cleavage. What's be, going on? Might be racist the, for you to assume that they're not sisters. What's going on here? What, what, <laughs> I didn't look at that, and I'm glad I didn't. And I wish well, you would turn your screen around so I don't look. Spike Lee, also with cleavage, but has it covered. He's getting a little beefy. Do you want me to just keep going down the list? Francisco Lindor. I'm sure Mets fans are pissed off about that. Lindor, Lindor the, the hair brighter in in the U.S. Open than it is out on the field. When he takes his hat off, it looks fairly bright. But in the U.S. Open lights, it was very, very bright. I don't know. I'm just glad he can go to sporting events in New York and not get booed because he actually is having a good season because he was hated last yeah. year by the crummy Mets Believe fans. me, I'm glad too. What, fantasy? Yes. Hugh Jackman, Vera Wang, Anthony Anderson. Yeah, you know, the, the, the most interesting combination... Slim and trim, Anthony Anderson. The, yeah, I know. Uh, too skinny for my liking. You know, the, the most interesting combination, and I've seen it... I've, I've, I've seen it a couple of times. How far back does the Dr. Ruth-Bill Clinton partnership I mean, go? how many jokes were people making I, I figured they on were, Twitter right? about, like, what is Bill Clinton talking to Dr. Ruth about? Okay. I, um, I don't know. They seem to be friends. They're chatting it up. USA Today has... Mike Tyson, meanwhile, to his left, is Martina. Like, who's more famous at a tennis event? You think she's a one-word celebrity at this point? Uh, forever. No. Yes. No. I don't no. think you remember the Martina Navratilova era. And what a freaking truck she was compared to all the other women. Is that, she was a monster. Is that appropriate? Yes. Sounds like a, I mean, I don't know if that's a term you're allowed to use for a female. She was built like a brick ass house. She was like the, was one of the truck. first women who really got into... Weight training. I know she, that she was a she, very good player. She's a beast. I just don't know that she's. Now you're making it worse. She I, I was. That's fine. Uh, I don't think that. I, I know she was a great player for sure. I don't know that she was a transcendent figure enough in the sports world to be a one-word athlete. Oh, you're you're not even close on this one. You're missing. Yes, I thought uh, you meant Martina Hingis. No, stop. There's only one Martina. <laughs> Jared Leto, surprisingly isolated in this picture. Yeah, nobody wanted to be around him. Seems like a, he's always a normal he's guy. Kind of disheveled. Uh, pretty much, that's his look. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So there you go. We just listed all the celebrities I could find pictures of, and Adam is having internet. Internets are giving him trouble, so he just closed the computer and I pulled, basically pulled a Cofield. I was through it. He, I. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you. It could be frustrating. It's a first world problem. We know the internet. Our lives fall apart. Well, so you have no idea where we're going here. I mean, so t- we talk about whatever you want to. I don't know. Okay. Number four. Number four. I'll actually stick to my rundown. Uh, the Mannings are back, and they're doing nine games. And I saw someone complain. or not, I guess they said, hey, the Mannings are going to be watching a lot of bad games. There, someone was judging the matchups. I looked at it. The matchups weren't that bad. But isn't that kind of what you want anyway? Yeah. If, I mean, I think they are best when you don't really care about the game that much. I mean, I, I think it's cool to have it on and then have them discussing it and talking about it and uh, in particular, I think we talked about last year when uh, when they break down quarterback play and they can take a replay and, and say what a quarterback saw and why you threw it to a certain place and, hey, this looks underthrown, but it's not because of this. 
uh, because this safety is coming over and you're trying to throw to the other side. So even though the receiver had to spin, he at least had a chance to make the play. Like those sort of things are cool to hear them say, but I think they are more, you know, more valuable and more entertaining when you don't really care that much about the game. Now, I often am watching six games and I don't really care what the sound is, but if they're on, I'd probably throw the sound on that one. Like, I do think that's interesting. They had more breaking conversation news than any other game, right, in terms of the, the announced team last year. Oh, well, for sure. And, and we're seeing, um, look, their programming, their production company, is why the Dana White, Rob Gronkowski story is out. That's theirs. That's their, that's their property. They, they're the ones that put Gronk on there. And so I think that they're going to do a lot more of that. I know they're going to work uh, with McAfee this year as well and, and have some, some uh, game cast for him and his crew to talk about games. Like this, this way of watching games and this way of broadcasting is a, is a cool concept, and I think they can expand it more and more. They obviously already did with the UFC. They're doing with football, now college football as well. Um, I think it's going to go in other directions too. We talked about baseball earlier and doing nothing to connect with a new audience. Not that they would do it, but let's find some entertaining and interesting people from the baseball world to do this. They you know, don't, they don't do the games, that's for sure. Actually, have the Mannings do the baseball game. Sure. Right, because what they've tried, like, I, I like Michael Kay, but Michael Kay no. and A-Rod, and then they try to bring Jeter on, and the only reason that was entertaining is you could tell how much Jeter hates A-Rod. <laughs> True. Yeah, so like, but the, there's the got to be, I know there is, there's got to be entertaining and interesting people that are former baseball players that can do this. So let's have them come on. Top three. Number three. Bills are winning the AFC East, right? We're not debating that. I don't know. Come on. The other three teams are so kind of middle of the road. I had to do I had to do my uh, division, you know, one, two, three, four in every division, and I very, very nearly put Miami one. Stop. Yeah. Really? I didn't. You're so anti Tua. Very close. Yeah, look at but they're doing. They're constructing the roster. First of all, but I, I'm I also very I, pro Mike McDaniel. Well, but I also a good point. they're also constructing a roster. This is what you do when you have a, a a quarterback on a rookie deal. You build a roster this way. I also noticed you sort of. Uh, I don't even know what the right word. You were. You were. You seemed very happy. I, I heard you at the fantasy football draft we did, just talking about all their weapons repeatedly. Like you were fired up about the weapons that the Dolphins have. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. just, just pitch, pitch, yeah, pitch. Just toss pitch. it all over the place. Just short throw. I'm doing my right hand. Right? And, uh, just lefty, lefty. Uh, there's definitely some problems with Tua. Even, like, people got so worked up about the, the throw to Tyreek Hill the other day. Not a good throw. <laughs> Not a good throw. So, I, I mean, I have concerns about Tua, but I don't really have concerns about the offense. And I, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I think they're going to just get – look what they do with Debo. They have, like, seven Debos on this team. Are his underthrown deep shots really that bad with this receiving yes. crew? Yeah, they are because it could be it could be so much better. And uh, I mean, you talk okay. Yes, you, I, ideally you'd want to hit him in, in stride. You yeah, but you know I don't want to do this because you know I don't like this person. But did you see the Kurt Warner breakdown of Tua's throw? I mean, he he did a, a pretty good breakdown uh, online today of describing why Tua's throws are as bad as they are, and it, it was pretty interesting. Like he doesn't get behind the ball. He kind of like wings it and steps to the side and gets all his power going one way and then tries to throw the other way, and it's just not the pro- appropriate way to throw a ball. Uh, I don't know why nobody else has fixed it, but it was pretty yeah, obvious. Kind of, kind of the coaching staff's job sure. to notice that. But there's also his form is horrendous, right? But they, I mean, they're, they've just got there. 
Um, and, you know, two has been around a while. And I think there's part of it of, hey, a guy got this far. A guy was a first-round pick. A guy, you know, led a national championship team. Like, you don't change that well, much. But It's kind of another point. Shouldn't people look a little more critically at Saban and whoever he's got as the OC sure. if you, you, know, you didn't get good. a little more ready for the NFL? He was good enough in college, and his throws were good in college. I mean, he had guys wide. We talked about this with the UNLV the other day. When guys are that wide open, like sometimes it's not, you know, there's not that much to it. And he made the throws that he had to in college. And look at the receiving core that he had. It was insane. So then he gets the NFL, and it's not good enough. So, yeah, maybe they could have fixed it, but it, to the, for their purposes, it was good enough. But, yeah, I think there's, there's some definite flaws to how Tua throws the ball, and especially his deep ball. But I, I don't think he's going to have to be asked to throw that many deep balls. I think they're going to have all kinds of creative plays on offense to get the ball uh, in guys' hands and just let them run. Are you picking Miami potentially to win the division or right there in the AFC East because his teammates love Tua? Tua is beloved, right? Isn't he? He's he, a captain now, right? Well, he, they voted him captain, which is not – it would not be an important thing. Obviously, almost every team's quarterback is a captain. They have like 30 captains in every team. But if we made this big deal last year, if you remember, that Tua wasn't voted captain. Okay, well now, aren't we supposed to do it the same way now? Don't you have to do the reverse? Tua was voted captain. This is incredible. His teammates now love him. No, it didn't matter last year, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter now. But I guess a good step for Tua that he is now that he is now a captain of the offense, like every other quarterback in the NFL. You watch the morning games at Allegiant, right? You get there early. Yeah. Do they have access to all the games for you? Sure. Uh, they throw. Uh, they usually throw one of the games on in the press box, one or two of the TVs on red zone, and then the big screen on the scoreboard is on red zone. So who has control of the big screen in the media? Do you think you should? Maybe. Are you gonna have the Miami gammon every week? You love Mike McDaniel. I am obsessed with. Mike I know McDaniel. you are. Uh, no. Like, are we getting Jets? Are we getting Jets Miami on the big screen? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. That's, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a great game. I don't even request the Jets when I go out to sports bars. If it's a ninth game in the morning, I'm like, I can't do this to Miami people. Miami against anyone is a great game. It's, I, I, it's, can't, I can't wait. You're doing this on local radio. I can't wait to hear until people or see when uh, people hear this and who has control what, of that freaking TV what, in the region. I, I think it's – I don't know, actually. I guess I'll find out get to the bottom of that story. You better. Uh, uh, You're not going to be able to watch What if I referred San Francisco's offense as is for four years? San Francisco's offense is football porn. I know. And now it's Miami's offense. Let's go. I can't wait. Top two stories. Number two. All right, Russell Wilson extension. $49 million a year now, and he ain't going anywhere unless there's some sort of massive failure in Bronco land. But good for him, right? Good for him. He deserves to be you know, a top five, top seven paid guy at the position in the National Football League. Now what does this mean for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Because it seems like Ravens' ownership is going to draw a hard line here. Russell Wilson got 165 of nearly $300 million guaranteed. And as you mentioned in the first hour, you know, the, the owners, it's not collusion. But the owners are trying to do what? They're going to toe the line. There are no more Deshaun Watson deals. Usually every contract at every position sets the market for everybody else. Because what, Murray got 165 guaranteed or 160, and then Wilson got a little bit more guaranteed? Yeah. But no one's getting fully guaranteed. No. They're kind of skipping over that deal and saying, oh, no. And so when Deshaun Watson signed that contract, there was so much talk of, well, this is what the new standard is, fully guaranteed contracts. And you heard teams kind of, well, I don't know. I think the first one actually was Cincinnati. 
I believe Cincinnati was the first organization that came out and were like, yeah, we don't really – because they've got Burrow obviously yeah. coming up very soon. Well, the but, fully guaranteed – It's not that soon, but people are already starting to think about sure. it and the, and the domino effect. So, on one hand, I understand what the Ravens are doing here, but I think they're playing a really dangerous game. But then Lamar also has to play a dangerous game because you get out of this year, then you do what, back-to-back franchise tags, and then you're free. And I believe as long as Lamar Jackson is near this level, Lamar Jackson will get a fully guaranteed contract. From someone. But that'll be three years from now. And for a guy who runs a lot, it's like, can you risk it? Like, at what point do you get where you you look at it, you're like, okay, we'll give you you 165 guaranteed, just like the other two guys got. Well, I want a $250 million deal. Well, we're not giving it to you. But then you have to start looking at your own longevity, and the Ravens aren't going to stop running them. That's their offense. And they're a power run team, and they're going to use him and his legs. So what the hell do you do if you're Lamar Jackson? And they're like, this is the number. I mean, you look at it, you're like, okay, $165 million is life-changing. That is pretty good. Like, how much are you going to dig in? Well, I'm I'm more security over money guy anyway, so, you know, I would have just taken it and said, all right, let's go. $160 million guaranteed. How much more am I going to get? Another $100 million? Can I even spend that much money? Let me yes. just take the deal. Uh, but, no, I, I he deserves whatever any anybody else got. I mean, yeah. you know, I believe Deshaun Watson is a top three quarterback in the NFL. I would have given him that contract. Uh, I think and Lamar Jackson way, is right there. There's no doubt in my mind that if Lamar Jackson was free right now, that $250 million would be sitting on the table guaranteed from the Jets and the Lions at a minimum. Would he? Be, would DC go for it? Would MCDC be a Lamar guy? The, the day that Dan Campbell is making decisions <laughs> on contracts in Detroit, He's sell, the, say. sell the team. No, he doesn't. He's got to say. No, he better not. He does. He's probably give some no. speech to the owner. He's, he's, he's going to drop 18 F-bombs and then and, just and groan and mumble and roar. And cry? And then cry. Yeah, that's, that's what MCDC does. Uh yeah, somebody would. And by the way, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that if he plays out this year, as it looks like he's going to do, because he doesn't want to negotiate during the year, that somebody else goes to him, because he's his own agent, and say, hey, look, we'll give you $300 million guaranteed. Force a trade. And from the Ravens' perspective, it's crazy. I love Lamar Jackson. I, I don't, don't know that there's anybody that hypes him up more than I do. Right. But you might have to – if some team was like – Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give him this contract. We'll give you four first rounders right now. You have to start thinking about it. You've got Huntley there, who I think is a I knew, really I, really I good player. I knew you were gonna go there. I, he's not Lamar Jackson. Stop. But is is Huntley and four firsts and a very 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 team friendly contract more? Maybe. We'll continue on this. I feel like you're moving down a path that Lamar Jackson is is very Raven system created. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. 37-yard field goal, this is it. Snaps good, the whole Block! kick. Oh! The kick is good. Oh! The Mountaineers are going to try to it's take it. Good to the big house. Go to the big house. 20, 15, oh! Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. I mean, I love the thought and the sentiment, 
I don't know where that came from. Was there this previous discussion about let's get on Adam about Michigan and App State? Is that beginning of the college football ribbing? Beginning of the college football season ribbing? Once again, opening with a couple cupcakes on the schedule and tried to do that before. It didn't work. All right. What was the spread in that game? Was it 41? I thought it was 30. Oh, really? Could have been 40. Still pretty big. Still pretty big. Hoping that happens this weekend with Utah State you can. and and Alabama. We have, a, we have a lot of news and notes and interesting stories to get to. Uh, we'll get back to Lamar Jackson here in a second. More on the Raiders and the roster they've put together and one of the, the better stories out there in Amir Abdullah. We've been on for two and a half hours, and because we're – mostly football like once today hits and it's not nba season yet it is hilarious what went down in the nba today because the knicks and their fans have been talking about getting their star donovan mitchell to new york for months and then you look up and you're like cavaliers okay okay well i mean bravo knicks right not paying the price that's insane (laughs) <laughs> it's two pick swaps. Yes. It's Colin Sexton, who has fallen out of favor, but is an okay player. Uh, Markinen, who's decent. Yeah. And four first-round picks. Yeah. Zabaji and three Abadji picks. And Abaji was a first-round pick yep, yep. a couple, you know, month ago. Yeah. So basically five picks, three players for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. Very good player. That's preposterous. Well, if anyone's going to do it, it's Danny Ainge. By the way, he, he unprotected. Does, he, oh, boy. Unprotected first-round yeah. picks. Same thing the Lakers did with all those picks to the Pelicans. They're going to pay for, The Lakers they're, have four titles. Well, they got one. I know. But they could really pay down the road. Once LeBron is gone, if they're a 25-win team again, they're going to pay for but, it. But it's badly. also – is Cleveland in the mix? Yeah, I guess. I, I, I saw – I think I saw uh, preliminary odds thrown up. Like maybe they're the sixth best team in the East now. Like that you don't you don't make this trade to be the sixth best team in the East. But is there a dominant best? Not necessarily. There's good teams. Who's really the good best? Teams. Who do you think is the best team? Still well, the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. Healthy Bucks. Celtics. Right. Okay. Well, but you're like, yeah. No. I mean, you, you're kind of hedging your bets and your thoughts there. So if you're if you're in that mix of the top five or six, then you have a chance. Now, does that mean immediately you can beat the Warriors in the finals? Probably not. No, but it also means you better do it now. Like, this is an all-in. You don't have picks for three years now. And you just lost the one this year. So, for, for four years, you don't have a first-round pick. So, you're not really going to – you can't make another move. Also, but also think about where Cleveland is in terms of business. Like, how long are you going to rebuild for? Like, make a run. Try to be at least, whatever, a 48-50 win team. And then once you're on the dance floor – Maybe you have a year where you can get to the Eastern Conference Final. Maybe you, you pull off some upsets and you get to the finals. I, mean, I think you're still asking a lot. That, that's, still, that's still ambitious with the roster you have right now. I don't know. So it, you think Knicks fans tough. are reacting? Most are going, you know, thank God we didn't pay that price. No, they're freaking out. But they sh- I think they should. You know they are. Yeah, I think they should say, hey. It seemed like it was signed, sealed, and delivered in New York. And nope. I think what they should say is, hey, if that was the price, we, you know, our, our organization probably made the right move. But nobody thinks that way. No, that it's it's the it's comparable, and just to turn it back to football, obviously that's what we're talking about today. But it's the John Gruden Tom Brady thing, where fans immediately, a lot, most of them, were like, "We're going to have Tom Brady." Well, think about what the actual circumstance was. You did have the worst defense in the NFL, or close to it. 
So you're, that's what you're bringing Tom Brady into. And again, you can make the, well, then if he comes in, maybe 12 other players are coming here. Maybe I guess you can make that argument. But, you know, he was not walking into a ready-made team to win the Super Bowl like he was with Tampa Bay. He was walking into a terrible defense if he would have brought him in. So I think you have to you have to think back to where the organization was at the time and what the cost of doing a move like that would be. 2007, Big Ten Network. That's where that cut was from, App State and Michigan. I didn't, I didn't hear it. 364-1100, 364-1100. Let's do a giveaway here. So we'll uh, give out the uh, big show at Allegiant. We've got Motley Crue coming to town. Star-studded cast. Should I even be insulting and say, like, supporting groups? No, it's it's, it's not really that it's not like that. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Joan Jett, Poison, 364-1100-364-1100. Caller number seven. Enter to win your share of $10,000 in weekly prizes. Grand prize cash bonus of a million dollars. Sign up for the William Hill Pro Pick'em Football Contest by September 11th at the Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino. They're recorrecting the market now because... Deshaun's deal in Cleveland was an outlier because of the situation. So, yeah, they're recorrecting the market. Lamar will come in slightly around $200 million fully guaranteed and not a penny above that. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company. Yeah, I don't believe that to be the case. We'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Keyshawn with his predictions there. Adam Hill, Cofield, we're tracking... College football, week one, Purdue up on Penn State, 3 nothing. Was just looking at the Purdue side of things as they had a long drive. Three carries, 14 yards for Dylan Downing, who actually was part of the Rebel football program and then decided to go back home, landed in the Big Ten, and maybe the starting running back for the Boilermakers. So 3 nothing against Penn State there. Pitt just took a 10-7 lead. In that game against West Virginia, we were talking about Central Michigan pushing Oklahoma State in the first quarter a little bit. The push is over. Oklahoma State is walloping Chippewas, right? Central Michigan Chippewas. Chippewas. 37-15 now. Central Michigan just fought back to within 22. That one's going to the half. Tennessee in the final minute, 38-0 over Ball State. So explain again what you were saying, because I mischaracterized what you had thrown out there right before uh, a break, two breaks ago, about Lamar Jackson, and you were talking about replacement of Tyler Huntley, and then what they could get for Lamar, and then what they could do with all the money. Well, somehow I was trying to make a point about roster construction and salary cap, and you turned it into Lamar being a system quarterback. Well, I went, uh, I went, I went right to what I've heard some other people say, like, oh, what's the big deal? It's a little bit of a drop-off from Lamar Jackson to Huntley. Like, I don't know. No, I, think it's a I, don't know. I don't know if it's a little drop-off, because then you start thinking, like, oh, you can just plug in anyone with the same skill set or a similar skill set, and they'll be Lamar Jackson, so Huntley's fine. No, so that's I, not what you were saying. No, I think Huntley's a, a really good player. I, I, I think he could probably go somewhere else and be a starter. Uh but I, I, don't, I wouldn't make the comparison between Huntley and Lamar Jackson. What I would make the case for is, do you want Lamar Jackson? Or would you potentially want Huntley, four first-round picks, and like three really good free agents and maybe three okay free agents? That's, that's the trade-off I'm talking about. Which I think you, now you're getting into an area where like, okay, maybe now that's more of a conversation. 
I guess my, my I guess my point in saying the system is I, I do believe the Ravens think because they've had so many good moments drafting that they're going to find the next guy, whether it's Huntley or someone else, and it is more about their system, defense, and offense. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to it, and and by the way, special teams, which has been a calling card of that of that organization and that franchise, and why they're uh, as successful as they are. Uh, yeah, for sure. But you know, you also saw last year where they had injuries on defense. Uh, Huntley played out of his mind, and they still lost every game because that that was not the you know that was not the method that they were playing. A lot of aggressive football. Oh, do I open this Pandora's box? What? You would argue that Harbaugh did the smart thing. Yeah, conservative. He got conservative. He was going for it on fourth downs. Uh, he was going for two-point conversions. He was playing conservatively. Because it, it gives you a better chance to win, so that's the conservative approach. The risky, aggressive approach would be to punt on fourth and two. <laughs> we just have to change the way we talk about football. I know. People have to reprogram. And it, it, it and makes it a lot and, more and, sense. And it didn't always work last year for Brandon Staley and Harbaugh. Guess what? It's not always going to work. It's not. I know. But I think if you do it consistently, it's going to pay off. And you also have, you have to call the right plays, and you got to execute. I, I brought it up a million times. If you're going to go for it on, you know, third and fourth and short, if you're the Chargers, you know, running up the middle with Austin Eckler, really not the best play. Pitching the ball outside to Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, better play. Probably smart. Execute it. Call but the right play. It's amazing to me Lombardi. The, the lack of understanding of math that people have of if you go for it on fourth down like when you're supposed to and you don't get it, whoa, whoa, whoa look what happened. It's it's the same concept as you come a, you come to a fork in the road and, yeah, your your destination is a quarter mile up if you go on the right side. If you go left, if you swing around about six miles, you'll get there eventually, and then you're like, oh, then I'll go right. And then a tree falls in your way. You're like, that wasn't the right way. Well, it was. A tree just happened to fall. You can't, there's nothing you can do about that. That's a new one, huh? Sure. I'm, try, I'm trying to make – people don't understand math, so you have to try to put it in a different perspective. If you say there's a 72% chance of something happening and then it doesn't happen, I thought that was what you're supposed – yes, that was. Adam's speaking here. Math. I have my hand way up. The rest of us are speaking here. Down I, I think you get it. I think it's Sometimes the, the average person. It, but it's also how people are raised. I know. Like, you're raised on football thinking, ah, right thing to do. Play conservative. We're going to put the ball in fourth and two. Well, that's idiotic. That's wrong. Mathematically, you're a moron. But that's how you're taught. So you just think that's the right thing. Uh, to the Raiders, one of the best stories on the Raiders, I think, is the emergence of veteran running back Amir Abdullah. It made it possible for the Raiders to move on from Kenyon Drake. And today he was talking about uh, a bunch of different things. We'll get to his comments on martial arts here in a second. But... Uh, he had some jokes. He had some jokes when he was talking about one of the leaders of the running back room. Definitely Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden is a guy who's played for 2,000 years now. Uh, so, I mean, he he's saw Jim Brown and all the guys. But um, he <laughs> he's going to kill me for saying that. But um, he's a guy who always keeps it light, you know, because he's been in this system offensively for, I want to say, like nine years now. So it isn't much he, that he hasn't seen. So if someone does make a mistake, you know, he'll be like, man, I remember back in 2007 when I was playing whatever team, this happened to me too. This is something that I learned from that that you can do, you know, moving forward. And he kind of keeps it light where it's like, you know what, everyone makes mistakes, but the intention is what's most, most important, trying to do your job the right way. And uh, he's an excellent leader to have in that room right now. Would you like to go back to your math comment 
in uh, Amir Abdullah saying he's been in the system for nine years and then went back to 2007. He also has been playing for 2,000 years. I think right. that was that math was off. Uh, no, he wasn't around in 2007. In fact, I think I think I didn't look it up. I think Brandon Bolden is 32. He is 32. Yeah, and he I was didn't with look the it Patriots. <laughs> he was with the Patriots from uh, 2012 to 17 and 19 to 21. So 2007 he was 15 or no, he was 17. Sorry. Uh, so I think. Yeah, that, he probably was. He probably doesn't remember an NFL play from the seventeen. It's funny though; uh, it was good. There was a lot of jokes today. A lot of uh, a lot of cracking jokes in the media room today. Everybody kind of was celebrating. I think that it was the last podium day ever. Uh, hopefully, there's no more uh, no more restrictions for monkeypox or anything. But uh, yeah, last day for podium. So I think it was uh, a day for the players to kind of be funny. Did jujitsu. I've done tai chi. Kind of bouncing um, back and forth. I do a lot of kickboxing now. Um, obviously, the UFC presence here. You know, you got a lot of trainers here. They can teach you how to land, how to. You know, everything's a counter. You know, you're never actually attacking. You're just countering the momentum of what someone else is throwing. And I think it's helpful for life, but definitely in football. I sparred with a kid two years ago who was like 17, and he kicked my butt. It, I tried to. You know, we were on the ground and. 45 seconds, I was ready to tap out because that's a completely different endurance. But maybe one day, maybe one day. I lost him in the middle there on the never attacking thing. Well, it was a different, it was a different question. But uh, no, but what what was what martial, what, what martial, martial arts, arts was he discussing? Oh, all martial arts. It's not about attacking. It's about using somebody else's aggression against them. The momentum. Uh, he's talking about momentum and just kind of reading somebody and letting them letting their momentum provide the strength. For a move, do you agree with that? Is that all martial arts? For the most part, okay. I don't know if we were going to like kind of dance, Stagall, Aikido, whatever that thing is called, <laughs> whatever uh, he's doing, where people just flip for him to make him look like he's doing something. I think Tai Chi has a lot of that, and that's one of the things that uh, okay, that's that's what I was getting. That Amir at. Abdullah has done, yeah. sure, but I think for the most part, he also does jujitsu, which is very much the same way. Like you. Which you one? pressure somebody in one way to make them do something so that you can then react and use their momentum against them. Which was a good story that he sparred with a 17-year-old and the kid almost killed him. He also said if you don't want to do 1,000 crunches to do 50 sidekicks, and it's about the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have a story coming up on this? Perhaps. Was that you pushing the questions? Uh, no, it was actually another uh, former MMA media person. Uh, Heidi Fang, I think, was uh, oh, throwing out a lot of Heidi that. stealing your thing, sure. your, your thunder. No, good. Everybody's. It's a You're collaborative. We're all the same effort. team. We're all. We, we all work for Lotus Broadcasting and, and sure. the paper. And the paper. Sure. Vegas Nation and Lotus Broadcasting. Uh, let's hear Amir, Amir Abdullah talk about what he's bringing to this running back room. You know, other than Brandon, I'm the second oldest in the room. So uh, experience number one. A guy who's played a lot of ball, who understands big moments, understands situational football, and then also just just a spark. You know, a guy who I feel like if I catch the ball, that's when I'm at my best, after I have the ball in my hand. So guys who can um, create those uh, shorter drives where you don't have to go first, second, third. You can go first to first, second to first. You know, I think um, we have a combination of guys on our team who can do that, and I think um, I fit right in with that, that pot of people. Brass tacks, did they make the right move getting rid of Drake at that cost? And we'll say slide in Abdullah as kind of his replacement along with Zamir White. Perhaps I mean I think it's going to be a lot of Zamir White this year. Uh, obviously Josh Jacobs there at the at the top of the uh, running back chart for now. Uh, but this is what the this is what the Patriots have always done, and I, I say Patriots because obviously it's a lot of the administration from New England, and uh, they've never had a workhorse guy. They've never 
uh, been a, a group to rely on one guy. Now, they might in the sense that it's Josh Jacobs last year, protect Zamir White a little bit, who's the future, and just run Josh Jacobs into the ground. Like, that's possible that they might do that uh, because, you know, then you don't sign him, you don't have to pay him. That's that's how they treat running backs, which is disgusting. Uh, and I don't mean them. As you really team. get upset I mean about this. It's, it's gross. It's absolutely gross how the NFL treats yeah. running backs. It is the way the NFL has gone. Yeah. It's Frankly, the college coaches do it too. You think most college yeah. coaches? I mean, Saban ain't concerned about what the future of yeah. any running back is going to be. If he has a guy he wants to give it well, to look, 450 times, he's going to do it. Look what he did to Scarborough. <laughs> he, ruined, he ruined Bo Scarborough. Just run him right into the ground. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, again, I, it's a whole whole other discussion what I think they should do for running backs in terms of salary cap and things like that. But, like, it is possible that they use Jacobs that way this year, which would be awful. Uh, but maybe they do. But, yeah, I think that they've got a good mix, obviously, with the veterans, third down presence like Bolden Abdullah. They can do that. Uh, Zamir White is obviously uh, going to be a, uh, you know, early down guy, I think, for much of the season. And uh, he gives them a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player. And Britton Brown. Has a lot of potential as well, and he, he stayed on the team. Best football game day special in Las Vegas is right here at Silver 7s. When the NFL starts up next Thursday, 77-cent beers, Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra. That's every NFL game the rest of the season through the Super Bowl. Two bars to drink at, hang out at, great machines. Got the table games as well. Over at the Silver and Gold, you got the William Hill Race on Sportsbook. So this is Football Central. 77-cent beer starts up next Thursday right here at Silver 7s on Flamingo and Paradise. Daily happy hour specials from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., including 277 for pints, shots, and margaritas at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7s. Cofield and Company presents... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Put your hand in there, Dave. Man, there's a lot going on. We only have like nine minutes, yeah. eight minutes, seven and a half minutes. It's counting down as I keep speaking. We close it out at Silver Sevens. Thanks to the folks here. We're here every Thursday. NFL kicks off next Thursday. 77 cent beers, Bud Light, Bud, Mick Ultra. They get a 70, uh, 777. Imagine if it was a $70 special. No, they have a $7.77 special, two dogs, big beer, chips for $7.77. Get in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I'm a little conflicted on this one. I've had some thoughts today. Uh, I don't know. Are you on the, uh, the, I don't even know if I would call it a special thermostat from Nevada Energy where it's, you know, it's, it's on your phone, but then they can also kind of override it, and they're doing, like, they're trying to do power saving. Yeah. Should I leave the house tonight, go somewhere, let them do their power save, turn it up to 80, and then come back, like, when it's over at 9 o'clock at night? Because I've been overriding it the last couple of days. We're going to go to the mall? You're going to walk I don't around know. to the air conditioner? I, I don't know. Go to a movie? I'm, I want to help everyone else, but then I'm going to go spend money. Like, should I do it for the greater good? And is anyone else doing this? Is anyone sitting in their house just sweating at 80 degrees up until 9 o'clock? Because it is going to be 110 degrees for the next week. Should we all try to pitch in? Um, of course, my answer is yes. Will any of us pitch in? Yeah. Okay. You won't? No, I'm go- I think I'm going out. Okay. Okay. I-, I texted the SO like two hours ago, and I was like, hey, when I get home, let's go out. I didn't explain why. I mean, really, I'm just going to sit and watch college football. We'll have a good conversation. 
I mean, we know certain people you can't invite over. No, no, very demanding. <laughs> One of our best friends, yeah. Well, that, whoa, I got strong there because he actually shot me down as a best friend. That was a whole friend discussion. So did I. Ryan McKinnell. Um, yeah, he came over a couple of years ago and said he was sick, and he uh, he demanded that the uh, house was kept at 72 <laughs> for his comfort. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll turn it down to 72 if you need it, buddy. Can you imagine sending that text to somebody on the way to their house? Yeah. He was very particular about it, too. <laughs> very particular. <laughs> I love how the guys here are shaking their heads. Like, you don't know. It's one of, it's you one don't of, know Big Mac. It's, one of it's my actually favorite, not that unusual. One of my favorite all-time stories. Like, you don't, you don't send a text to somebody demanding a temperature when you walk into their house. You, you show up. If, we've all been to somebody's house where it's like it's too warm. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. But you just sit there. You're like, okay, whatever. And maybe you start sweating. They're like, all right, should I turn the, turn the air conditioner on? Like, yeah, maybe. But you I mean, don't demand that it's a certain temperature. Well, meanwhile, another one of our friends who's very aggro, uh, Petro out of Kansas City, I was driving him around last week, and we had just gotten in the car. And, you know, like, the car is going to take a minute to cool down. And he's like, you have AC in this or what? I'm like, relax. It's not a freaking freezer. I drove him home the night before. He complained the whole time. Got the same. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was in the back, and he's like, oh. this thing doesn't have AC in the back. I'm like, it's getting there. You'll be all right. Do you have vents in the back? No. Yep, that's a problem. Yeah. You got to upgrade your car. There's also you know. two in the morning. It's hot. He, <laughs> he runs hot. hot. He runs hot. Let's roll the window down. Some people run hot, man. What are you going to do? Back in the back. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, some NFL news in a second, if I can get to it. Uh, very cool. Just saw this graphic. Uh, Wake Forest is playing tonight. Up on their big board, you know, they've got a big video board. They actually put the uh, picture of the player, and then they've got a QR code. Each player, you can try to use a QR code and go to their NIL page. It's creative. Yeah, I like that. NIL's not all bad. The kids make money, and then people are thinking about I, marketing. I was blown away today uh, that Ohio State posted a video of their, the quarterback telling the players, hey, I got a deal. We're each getting $500 in suit credits. We can all dress in suits on the day before the game. And it, it's great. I'm all for it. I love it. But the fact that a school account tweeted it out was like crazy to me. It's weird, right? It really took. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is nuts." Stick your hand in there, Dave. O.J. Howard, very touted tight end, who's now bounced to a couple of spots out of Alabama, has now landed with the Texans, know, which kind of screws hometown hero Revan Jordan yeah. in his run to get a lot of playing time at tight end. Yeah, sucks for Brevin. Sucks for. Those who invested him in Dynasty League sucks. Oh, for, you did? Sucks for everyone. That's a bummer. I didn't know you did that. I had him last year. Kept him over. I was like, oh, this is the year. This it, is the breakout. It, it is supposed to be the year. I still think it'll be the year. I, I still think he has a big year. I don't think O.J. Howard gets in the way of that. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Lynn Bowden, name from the past. Never played with the Raiders. No. Was drafted by the Raiders. Cut by the Dolphins. Now signed by the Patriots. Um, I saw one headline describing him. They said he's hyper-versatile. Don't you have to play a lot to get that label? No. Like, he's potentially hyper-versatile. Well, he's the Joker. Well, that was the position he was going to play. Joker. He's going he's gonna to do it all. He's going he's gonna to be a threat from anywhere. You never know what's going to happen with Lynn Bowden on the field. Look out. The Joker. I, feel like, I feel like you're mocking on Lynn Bowden. Now. No, I'm mocking on John Gruden. Yeah. Is that your Gruden voice? No. It is. I didn't recognize it. Could have been. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So tomorrow, person, but tomorrow and Saturday, 
We're at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Willie and Gooch will be there on Saturday from 9A to 11A. Uh, we're there in the afternoon, 3 to 6. They're rolling out breakfast now for football season. So at Golden oh. Circle, they've got these weekend breakfast items. Loco Moco? They've got a – they already have it on the menu. They've I got know. two of them. I know. So you can do those for breakfast. They've got a chorizo breakfast bowl. They've got a breakfast sandwich. They've got chicken, chilaquiles. And they've got a breakfast meat lovers. Oh, boy. Quesadilla. Bottomless mimosas, Bloody Mary pitchers, buckets of beer. So great spot on Friday and Saturday to hang out. We're there every Friday, 3 to 6, to close out the week with happy hour. And then Willie and Gooch set up the football weekend. I'll be there for the uh, chorizo breakfast bowl and bottomless mimosas. Let's go. You're not a bottom. Are you really a mimosa guy? Come on. Mimosas over Bloody Mary's. I would never touch a Bloody Mary. Too spicy for you, even even, like, even with no spice. I hate tomatoes. It looks like gross blood. I would never have one. Enjoy but not the there. I'm sure they're <laughs> get the mimosas. Yes. Enjoy the Bloody Marys. Bottomless mimosas. That's Let's Trevor go. Island. We'll see you there tomorrow.